Welcome back to the under, ooh, underappreciated <laughs> movie podcast. No, never. <laughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from a movie genre, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list. But maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. Today's pick. On the podcast. It's John's pick. Two that well, 1999's Boondock Saints. <laughs> Is that right? Hey, Tony, special request. Please don't put your hands over your mouth while you're talking. <laughs> I have no eyes. Sometimes it's hard to hear you, <laughs> and it'll be worse when you have your hand over your mouth like this. See, I said 1999, because that's when, like, on the movie and everything, it says 99, but it came out in January of 2000. Mm-hmm. So, so then it came out in 2000. Yes. This is two Irish Catholic brothers become vigilantes and wipe out bosses criminal underworld in the name of God. Mm-hmm. This was... Oh, we need to... This see. reminded me slightly... Of frailty. Mm. So check this out. This is, um, so we have a 91% thermometer score audience. Mm-hmm. What do you think the critic review number is? Four. <laughs> it's a little low. 47. T2. All right, 47? 4T2. 4T2. Mm. 56. 27. Oh, 20. wow. See, <laughs> I was closer with my first guess. You were giant disparity between what the audience thinks and what why didn't the, the critics like this the critics hated this movie but the people loved it but why didn't the Metacritic like score it? is 44 and a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDB but why didn't the critics like it mm. now here's an interesting little piece of information the budget for this was 6 million dollars mm-hmm. that's it, it? yes <laughs> this, it's worldwide gross was 30,471 dollars I'm sorry what? Thirty thousand. It only made thirty thousand dollars. It was released for one week in five theaters because this came out right after Columbine. Mm. Oh. So instead of having like an actual release, they decided they couldn't release it, so released it into five theaters. Were but they, then were they did they all it in have Boston? Like a cult classic type it thing. It did huge. Well, it did but say it, in it, the it, trivia it, that the director got he didn't have as part of his deal. He didn't get any part of the video sales, mm. and because of when it was, and I, so he didn't make anything off this. Nope. Now I didn't realize that it happened right after Columbine, and that it didn't. They didn't really release it, but all the money off this was made from video sales because people mm-hmm. really liked this movie, and so Love many people movie. have seen it. But it, one of the things in the trivia was that the director did not get any of the video sales profits as part of his contract. Nope, mm. wow. and that's where all so, the money came from. So wow. So this was written and directed by Troy Duffy. Troy Duffy was a bouncer and a bartender in Boston and wrote this script. And it was purchased by um, this company you might have heard called Miramax Mm -hmm. with this guy Harvey Weinstein attached. Mm -hmm. They were going to make it for $15 million. And they actually, he gave him a bunch of money for the script and he was going to be allowed to direct it. But... He was kind of an asshole when he got some money and they decided not to make it. After Ewan McGregor and him got a- into a fight. Apparently, he went. He took the script to Ewan McGregor because he wanted Ewan McGregor to play one of the leads. Okay. And then he got drunk <laughs> at a bar and got into a political fight with Ewan McGregor. And then he refused to work with him. And <laughs> then the studio... Some, that was in the tribute too. It was too. Weinstein. It wasn't the studio. <laughs> it was he who shall not be named. 
Yeah, well, if Weinstein is mad at you, I think that's a good sign of your character. <laughs> just <laughs> FYI. But you may know um, Troy Duffy from Boondog Saints. In the Boondog Saints 2? Boondog Saints 2. <laughs> uh, he wrote an episode of the 2015 Knight Rider. <laughs> And that's about it. It wasn't an episode. It was a parody short. <laughs> Whatever. I looked at it. I was like, there was night. They did Night Rider in 2015, and I clicked on it. It was a parody short. But this is his claim to fame, starring Willem Dafoe. Welcome back to the podcast from Streets of Fire. What else was Willem Dafoe in? Is that it? Just Streets of Fire. From that we've had. You didn't even look, did you? I don't look at those things. <laughs> Your lack of notes is irritating. <laughs> Well, I don't feel the need to be like, well, here's everything he's ever done. Just name a couple things. Move on. He was in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He was in the new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in, I'm sure he's been on the podcast before. He's been in a thousand movies. He's in he Justice was... League. Um, yes, he was in Justice League. In Aquaman, future podcast episode. Welcome back to the podcast. He was in The Great Wall. He was in Death Note. He was in Death Note. Oh, he played Ryuk, John Wick. Um, that's right. He was in the first one, Nick. He was in this movie that you might hear called Daybreakers. Hmm. Never heard of that one. <laughs> Never heard of it? I think you might like he it. He was in Odd Thomas. Did, did you see Odd Thomas? Mm-hmm. Is that an older movie? Uh, it's from... What year is this? 2013. <laughs> okay, so it stars uh, Anton Yelchin. It's one of the other movies that he did. And it's a, in a California desert town, a short order cook with clairvoyant abilities encounters a mysterious man with a link to dark and threatening forces. Anyway, also starring Sean Patrick Flattery, who you might know from Suicide Kings, Powder, and both Boondock Saint movies. <laughs> uh, Willem Dafoe was also in um, John Carter. Great. Uh, oh, Norman Carter Reedus, who plays Murphy, who you may know from this little TV show called The Walking Dead. I don't know that. And show. welcome back to the podcast. Uh, he was in Blade 2. I'm one of the only people who's never seen a single episode of The Walking Dead. Miss now. I stopped watching it remember after the, a while. Cause remember I, the TV show Jericho? Yes, which was a really great it show. It was a lot like that in that the beginning. That was a show. With, with, um, the zombies. beauty of Jericho is it made Skeet Ulrich a hero. <laughs> and it's really hard to do that because that guy just looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> but he was like the hero good guy and it worked. And you never not believed it. <laughs> that show was beautiful, but it went on too long. Because after the first season, they pretty much have said everything they need to say about... What happens after the atomic bomb? <laughs> right. Moving on to David Delarocco, who I'm just going to give you his entire filmography. Um, five things. Dead in Five Heartbeats, <laughs> The Black Dove, Boondog Saints 2, Jake's Corner, Boondog Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked because I was like, have I seen that guy before? No. <laughs> Not in anything but this. Billy Connolly, who you may recognize as the replacement teacher and head of the class. <laughs> I mean... Yes, <laughs> but is that why I know him? That's the first time I ever saw him. But he was in The Brave. He was spinning a bunch of things. Gulliver's Travels, Boondock Saints 2, <laughs> Timeline, The White Oleander. Mm. I'm trying to see anybody else that you would have really known because there wasn't a lot of real big names in this because the, the budget was $6 million. The Last Samurai. He was in Timeline. That movie's terrible. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on. <laughs> so, 
Um, I didn't do reviews because I didn't want to. Instead, I decided to tell you about these things. Um, I already mentioned that. The original cast was supposed to be Mark Wahlberg and Steven Dorff. But they both turned it down for Boogie Nights and Blade, respectively. Well, well I'm, gl- I'm glad that we got La Magra. But Steven Dorff would have been interesting. Yeah, well, I'm not ever in a rush to watch any Mark Wahlberg anything. It's... That wouldn't have been that big, that big, that big a difference. That would have been fine, so, probably. Troy Duffy was a musician while I was working at the at a bar, and he was inspired to write this when he saw two Russian gangsters pickpocket a dead guy. Oh wow! And no one did anything about it. <laughs> Is it pickpocketing if they're dead? Isn't it just looting? <laughs> I mean, Rolling yes. the dead guy out of <laughs> yeah. there. I'm gonna tell you. This gave him the idea of, of having someone with vigilante justice. Uh, I really like Mark Wahlberg as an actor. Why? I, I don't like know. I find him very charismatic, and I enjoy watching him. Maybe I just haven't in seen movies. Him in anything? Have you watched Ted? I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one myself. Well, but. I mean, he was fantastic in the other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good in that. I'll, yeah, I'll, I mean, he was the best part of that Transformers movies he was in. <laughs> I don't know if that's saying very that's much. That's true. Oh. But like Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Or is, wasn't that what... Just Fear. Just, oh. is it Fear? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. great in that. I didn't see that. See, that's what it is. I think I haven't seen any of his good stuff. I've seen, like, The see. Happening. I've seen... Uh, Billy Connolly was, was in what in... we did on our holiday. I think he was the grandpa. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the one they murdered? They didn't murder him. But the one that the... they... They <laughs> drifted out to sea. <laughs> what do you think going in, Tony? I was like... I used to love this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's one of those movies that I always want to go back and watch again, but I just forget to. So glad to, glad to rewatch it. You're welcome. What about you, Carly? I Keep hadn't it seen up. it since before I met Tony, so I was like, all right, let's do it. And you had seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> we need to point that out because that's special. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine? Um, I was like, I think I've seen, I've seen this once. And then bits and pieces. I don't remember this movie. Like, I remember parts, but I don't remember this movie. I wonder what I actually think of it. All right. I mean, I could look up reviews real quick, but we're just going to skip that. I just never remember to do it lately. I mean, it's this the best movie I've seen, da 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 or this is dumb. People don't do this. You know, I mean, that's most of the reviews whenever we do that. Instead, Elaine's going to give us a little something here. Well, I was saying, have you seen um, The Departed? Yeah. He's, he's great in that. He's in it for five minutes. But he was good in but Four he, Brothers. He was really kind of funny in I Heart Huckabees. Have you seen The Boogie Italian Nights? Job, he's yeah. so fucking good. I mean, he sang You Got the Touch. I mean, have you ever yeah. seen The Perfect Storm? No. I mean, it's not really a movie for you, but have you ever seen The Perfect Storm? Mm-mm. It's That's real one good. about the Coast Guard, right? No, The Perfect Storm no, is about uh, fishermen who die. It stars uh, Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney. What's the Kevin Costner Coast Guard? That's The Guardian. Oh. And that movie is awesome. Oh, it's not. It's awesome. I think she spelled awful wrong. Mm. I love that movie so much. And her inner monologue voice, which we've discovered is Morgan Freeman. No. It's not Morgan Freeman. It's just me. (laughs) Why don't you do it for the podcast if you love it so much? The Guardian? Is it it not doable? It's not Uh, her genre. Pick it for for her What isn't her genre? Let me see. 
It sounds like an action adventure movie. Is it based it's on drama? It's a drama. Oh, it's a drama. Do it for my birthday month. It's very sad. That's coming. Actually, very soon. Yeah, but I really wanted to pick something different. Oh. Anyway, all right. So let's get started on the movie. All right. South mm-hmm. Boston, St. Patrick's Day, mm. which is why I picked this because it's a St. Patrick's movie, mm-hmm. and St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Yeah. I can do it as we have the holiday trifecta. We have well, no, there's four of them in a row. There's Pi Day, then the Ides of March, but that's really that's bad. That's not it, a holiday. That's just a warning. It, it's the day that Julius Caesar died. We're yeah, but we don't celebrate that. <laughs> celebrate. We celebrate Julius Caesar's life on that day. We do not celebrate the betrayal. <laughs> then we have the. We just then we have one beware of the, of the it. best holidays ever: Steve Austin Day, three sixteen, followed by St. Patrick's Day. Well, actually, wow. day, actually, <laughs> you missed March tenth. Yeah. Mario Day. Mm-hmm. Well, that already passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you missed it. No, I didn't. I sent a thing out in our group text. Mario. I actually did miss it. I didn't. Some. Well, I'm glad I brought it up because I think it was Vic almost missed it. Hmm. Oh, Tony may not have been engaged oh, in that I, conversation. I, I don't know. I'm really depressed text, because you miss a on International Women's Day, nobody wanted to play Demio, so we didn't get to do an all um, Awana Demio. Uh. We did a three Oanas and a bard yesterday for the Root Lord. We'll get. We'll talk about that later. Let's talk about Boondock um, Saints right now. I didn't get an invitation to play Demi. We got a, a boy silver from Duke. You. We figured you were out of town. That's no excuse. And we see our brothers are in a in a church. And they're walking around, they're praying, they're lighting candles. And some of the priests are like, hey, what's this guy doing? They're in the middle of church service. And they get up. It's called Mass. (laughs) (laughs) They're Catholic. Yeah, Mass is a church service. No, this this is specific. It has a name. It's called Mass. Okay, whatever. And they happen to be in Mass. And they live in Mass, which makes them Mass holes. So... And they go and they do their thing and the other priests are like, let them go, let them go. And then they walk out. But you're not talking, the important thing here is it's the middle of mass. And they get up while the priest is giving his homily. And then they, and they go right up to the altar in the middle of the priest's story. It, it's kind of a big deal. Night. It seemed to me like no, this is care. normal behavior for them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this like is... everybody's like, oh, it's them. Just let them go. It's okay. It's just the saints. <laughs> you don't fuck with them. Well, at this point, you could have. Why do they bother to come to Mass and not just come before it starts and do this? I don't know, but the priest <laughs> is telling... They, they had to go before they went to work. Okay. The priest is also <laughs> telling the story... Of Kitty Genovese, which is a true story. Evidently, this woman was raped and people were watching and didn't stop and do anything. But later on, they said that that's not true. But, it was all, you know, there were no actual witnesses. And these witnesses came out later. And it's like, ah, I think that's one of those things. No. There's probably a couple people who saw it happen just didn't do shit. But anyways, as they're leaving and the priest is giving this story, um, the one, I can't remember which one says it to which one, but he says, sounds like he's finally getting the fucking idea. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like perhaps they have. So the whole point is we need to be more worried about complacent people who won't yeah. stand up right. when evil yeah. is happening. That Just as bad evil as people. evil men as good men who do nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and we cut to, they work at a meat plant, mm-hmm. and Connor walks in, and Murphy hits him with a steak. Like, right in the face. Mm-hmm. Hits him with a steak. And yes. Right in the so now he's got blood on his face. So I was ta- like, ew. So then he tackles his brother <laughs> and picks really up around with cow meat. like a cow's meat bone something and starts hitting him and he's like, who's the man? And he hits him. And the McManus brothers 
are butchers and they're assigned to this new person. And in the director's cut, I always remember this. They're like, hey, how you doing? And they go to shake her hand and she won't shake their hand and shows the tattoo that says untouched by men. Mm-hmm. And she kind of fluffs them off and they're like, okay, whatever. That must have been what it is. Because I was like, I remember there being a lot more to this whole yeah. scene here. There's a lot more to the entire movie. Yeah. But this is the regular cut because... Or I don't know what version you were going to watch. We just watched, we watched a shorter we watched, part. Because I have the director's cut, which is like 45 minutes longer. Okay. Because I was like, there's a bunch of stuff in here that I, I remember. That you remember, but it's not in yeah. there? Yeah, it's because that's the extended version. Okay. I asked John if it was worth watching. He's like, no, a lot of it they should have cut. A lot of, some of the things <laughs> were like, all right, this should have gone. And yeah. yeah. Um, we watched the longer one. Tony's least favorite character might have been the editor. <laughs> <laughs> It was already a long so, movie. So then we go on, and Connor's trying to explain to this woman, and she's like, hey, well, the rule of thumb here, and she gets mad. She's like, hey, the rule of thumb, in the 1800s, it was legal for a man to beat his wife as long as he used a stick no bigger than her thumb. And he's and like... And I was like, what does that have to do with anything? Because he used <laughs> the he phrase, the rule, rule of thumb, thumb, and she finds and it very... Ups- comes from. Yeah. She thinks oh, okay. that... She finds that phrase rule of thumb very is what, insulting. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things that nobody who says right. that today... Is thinking about and exactly it like there was no well, that's like most colloquialism. But you know, yeah, it would have been real easy for her to go. Do you know what that means? And him, him would go, shit, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to show that she's this crazy lesbian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what it really shows, because now it's like, well, you don't get to pick what offends other people. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to deal with that. Have so that's kind of how where our society's at right now. So you get the idea that Connor's trying to get over this woman, and he's like, the thumb. You can't do a lot of damage with that. Maybe it should have been called the rule of the wrist. And she's like, I knew you guys were going to give me shit. And she kicks him in the nuts. And, yeah. he, yes. and he just drops. Yeah. So Murphy runs over and does like any brother would do, knocks her out cold. And yes. then the foreman, <laughs> you can see him, and he just kind of shakes his head he like, goes, God oh, damn it. Christ. Yeah. Which, why did he assign this woman to the Murphy, or to the McManus brothers? Yeah, he probably should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> and there are other women in here. Mm-hmm. Yes. If she well, she might not be doing that. Wasn't job. even going to be willing to shake their hand because they're men. Then he would have known that because he's also, also. a man. It also depends because in a meatpacking <laughs> plant like that, people have very specific jobs. So, I don't know. Like don't they, the like other women may be doing other jobs. She may be the only woman doing that specific job. That's true. Also, then he could have warned them beforehand. Also, I don't think any of this is needed. And really, in reality, the only thing it really shows if somebody is how said, "Well, the rule of thumb here," and you said. Do you know where that comes from? And he, and he would, would say, say no. no. And she would explain it. And he'd be like, wow, I never knew that. And she'd be like, well, the more you know. So how do I do this job? Because that's how that conversation would actually yeah. go. Well, she was very confrontational with them. Yes, of course so. she was. And but, anytime someone says rule of thumb now, I always point this out. If they've seen this movie, which a lot of people do. Like, well, the rule of thumb, like, you know where that comes from? And I never kick anybody in the nuts. But I knew where that came from <laughs> from way before this. I, know, but, I think I found it out in this yeah. movie. I didn't, uh, but I actually, it's one of those. But I never say they should have the, the wrist. <laughs> unless they've seen this movie, and then you do. <laughs> but uh, I agree with you. I didn't really need any of this. We could have had. But it didn't add to these characters. Of them playing at work, and so we knew what they did for it was a living. also a weird thing. And that's really. For then. Now, it would be totally. That's the norm, but, is people say like something people would, and freak out. Yeah. But people would lose their mind. He hit her. Like, she kicked him in the ball. I don't understand <laughs> what the point of this scene is, because we get kind of a little bit about their character when we see them slapping each other with meat, and how <laughs> they're kind of these playful trickster kind of kids. We get that, 
and we that, get the thing. And that gets, shows them their personality. But we don't need, like, what is the director saying here? That lesbians are angry and awful? No, or... this woman was angry and awful. Not lesbians, just this woman. Yeah, but she's the only lesbian we see. This is the, that you but, know of. But I... this is the director put the scene in here for very specific reasons. So what is he trying to say? Lesbians are awful? The that only... women are awful? That they kick men in the balls unprovoked? I don't, I don't like, think what? it has anything to do with that. The only thing but... I can see that we're learning here is two things. Number one... They will always have each other's back, yes. no matter what. And number two, that they do everything together. Yes, that. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't need it to be her, and I didn't need this but to they be the situation. But that's what I learned. Yeah. But I don't scene. think that this scene. Get. I mean, yes, this it's part of that scene. But I just don't understand why this is in here because. What that. is the point of the angry lesbian? Because he made a point of making this character an angry lesbian. It could have just, they could have just used it as the new guy. They could have just made it as somebody else picking on the one brother and the other brother standing up. Like, he made a point to use the character of the angry lesbian. Anyway, in that scene, Murphy says, it's all in good fun. I don't understand. He he tells her, hey, this is all in good fun. We're just kind of joking around, which he's trying to set the tone. But whatever. Hey, let's, let's get back to that later. So now the saints are off work, and they go home. We see they're living in a loft where there's three shower heads, no yeah. curtain, and I, a toilet right next to it. Maybe squatting. <laughs> and that's what it seemed to be like. Is this it, like a school that someone oh, has converted? Do they live in the school locker room of an old building? <laughs> I. It's weird. So let's not worry about the I don't the bar care about how close me and my sister are. We're not showering in this facility without some sort of curtain. And I will use too because the will toilet's just the toilet. open. <laughs> yeah, like it's fine. We can shower at the same time, but there's got to be a divider <laughs> or like a little curtain. You're gonna love the curtain. sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the sequel. You will. But the, it is two mattresses on the floor and a toilet and a bunch of shower heads. It's like this is where you live. <laughs> and we see they have their own their rosaries and the rosaries have their own spot. So they go to the bar, um, and it's St. Patrick's Day, and we meet Rocco. Who's the name of the character and the actor are the same, mm-hmm. David Delarocco, because he was the only person this was written for him, and he was not going to take anybody else to do it. Uh-huh. I'm surprised Ro- this guy hasn't done more. Like he's not he's a not bad, bad actor; he's enjoyable. And we also meet Fuckass, who's the bartender. <laughs> he seems to have Tourette's. Fuck ass. Mm-hmm. You'll see him again in the sequel. So fuck ass explained to them that they're going to have to shut shut, shut, shut down the fuck ass, shut down the bar. And welcome back to the podcast, bars being shut down in movies. Mm-hmm. This is something now, that not does sure, not friends. come back, by the way. <laughs> I know, I made a so, point to mention this to Elaine because it's a reference to our other favorite episode, yes. Holly Davidson and the Marble Man. Uh-huh. But he says that we're going to have to shut down the bar. And they're like, well, we'll help you. But they get all that money, and no, at no point do we see them give it to the fucking yeah. bartender. I mean, they did ask him to hide it for them. But <laughs> they got it back, and they used it to buy guns from the um, IRA. IRA guy. Well, but, but, but they didn't give money to him well, to help his fucking bar. He did, because the Russians came in, and they were the ones pushing it. Yes. Well, guess they, what? The Russians aren't a problem anymore. Dead, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Because right just then, some Russian gangsters come in, and they're trying to strong arm like, you stay, talking to the bartender. Everybody else, you need to leave. Because they, be yeah. they weren't going to be able to buy their way out of this. I'm sorry, I missed that. I thought they were talking to Rocco. 
No, no, they're talking. Because I thought they. they I'm sorry. At, I've missed. Yeah. I thought. I thought they pointed at Rocco because no. I thought that this was part of the deal to kill him. No, oh, no, 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 no. That's the Russians no, are pointing at fuck just ass. about the bar. No, I didn't get. They that. were buying up all the area around. The I bar. was also reading the trivia while the opening happened, so I guess <laughs> I thought they were talking to Rocco because Rocco instantly gets in their face. And but I thought that was all part of the plot by his, the mob boss to kill him. Oh no, different mob boss. But, no, but they. I was like, why wouldn't they just wait till tomorrow? Why do they got to come in on fucking St. Patrick's Day and kick everybody they're out? Of, so they don't of give course, a fuck. they're gonna yeah. have people wanting to fight them. Maybe they wanted it. Well, Ian Murphy again tries to be the level-headed person. The second time, and within the first five minutes, it's like, hey. Why don't you just have a beer with us at St. Patrick's Day? We'll all we'll all be friends. Mm-hmm. But every time he he throws an olive branch, nobody's taking it. So then he tells them, "You should leave." And Rocco tells them that, "Why don't you? No, your pinko commie mothers have such sucked so much dick that." And he gets punched in the face. You don't get hear the punchline mm-hmm. of that joke. Well, what's his name? Says what does he doing? Say, Mike, why don't you make like a tree and get the fuck out of here? Get, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Fuck ass. His name is Fuck ass. Fuck ass. Yeah. Which evidently he's not that in the IMDb. And Elaine got mad at me. She's like, "What's his I name?" I was having a really fuck hard time. No, what's his name? They only ever call him Fuck ass. I wanted to see who this actor was because he looked like the guy from Fraggle Rock. But then when he, <laughs> <laughs> he does look like. A so. And she's mad at me because. But they the way that the IMDb the is set up, it's very difficult <laughs> to see who people are. And then they have oh, the man. bartender is listed as bartender, but he's not the bartender. And the guy is the oh, yeah, fo- more all than one the bartender. photos of yeah. him online are of a way younger guy. Like, look, does that look like the same guy to you? No, no that's that's probably the bartender from the gay bar. Yeah, I think it is. But so they don't have anybody else who's listed as bartender. And when you look up high, well, they probably like it has. There was only another way to do this. Hey, you can Google who played fuckass in Boondock Saints. I'm sure it'll come up. But, but like, you didn't want to do that. You went to one website. It didn't give you what you wanted. And it wasn't the way you wanted it. And then there's people without pictures like McElpenny and McGurkin. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so anyway. But I'm pretty sure it was the guy from Fraggle Rock. Because one of these guys' name is... Um, he's listed as Doc... It's Gerard Parkes. And when you go, That's one him. of the things, mm-hmm. he's famous for Fraggle fucking Rock. Wow, it is the guy from Fraggle Rock. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he's Doc, but they don't ever use that name. It was very difficult. Because his name is Fuckass. But he's... So just then, the two brothers start talking Russian. They're like, you shouldn't have done that. It wasn't very nice. So they take a shot, and they throw it in the drinks. Cut to the next day. I thought they said, I'm afraid we can't let that go. In Russian, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, but... And he calls him Ivan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his name is Ivan. They call him Ivan. Mm-hmm. So cut to the ne- next day. Uh, Green Beans is there, and he's giving a theory on what happened. He, he sprays his banaka, and he has two theories. Uh, a huge guy theory, and a serial crusher theory. Serial crusher. Mm. This huge friggin' guy. Huge friggin' guy. <laughs> If I was ever a homicide detective, everywhere I went, it's got to be a huge friggin' guy. (laughs) (laughs) Or a serial crusher. It's like, uh, he's been shot. It's got to be a serial crusher. (laughs) I really like all these detectives. So Green Beans is there, and he's trying to figure out what's going on. Just an agent smacker shows up and takes over the scene. Uh, Oh, Greeny Balls says... Who who the fuck are you? And he shows him his FBI badge. Who the fuck I am? Because that's who the fuck I am. He goes, 
Whoops. Like, oh, great. So he sends Greenleaf out to get coffee. He's like, uh, cafe latte, twisted lemon, sweet and low, and, and Greenleaf is like, what the hell? But he goes. And I'm like, he just tough-talked him with a cup of coffee order. Mm-hmm. It was a great scene. Friends, I want you to go to work on Monday. Oh, so that coffee didn't sound good to me. No. <laughs> No. There's not work. much that Snickers does that looks... Until coffee, keep it works. That I would describe him as good. Like, <laughs> do this he to is... <laughs> then again, it's Boston, so there's probably a coffee shop every other store. Mm-hmm. He's so he the most charismatic super creep. <laughs> because, like, I'm sorry, when he plays the music and he puts on the gloves and he, like, it's creepy and weird, but he's so charismatic and fun to watch that you don't even care. So that's exactly what happened. He puts on his disc man. And the opera. Disc man. <laughs> and he looks around and he sees the body and he puts some uh, liquid paraffin on his hand and we see that it's positive for GSR. Yeah. And then finds the bullet hole. Then comes over and he's like, uh, okay, here's what I want you guys to do. Uh, guy, I want you two guys to go to this building. You guys go to this building. I want you to find people who are complaining about water damage that just started today. Um, you guys need you to, this looks like it's a sink. If it's a sink, go in there, find me some metal parts. A drain, I don't care. Find me something. And you, um, you should be looking for some large caliber bullet casings. They should be somewhere in the garbage. Any forensics to come out here? fifty caliber. Dig a mm-hmm. log out of the wall. Well, he doesn't know that yet. Jesus. So then the if guys. If I guess correctly or whatever. Yeah. So then the guy's like, "Oh, I have it right here. Fifty cal." He goes, "Yep, Chiefy, get forensics down here. Tell them they got to dig a fifty cal bullet out of out of the wall." <laughs> and just then they find out that the building here, the woman on the fourth floor, has been complaining about. Water damage just started today, but you're not going to get any names because these are all squatter lofts and there's no records of who's living where. It's illegal rentals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they call them squatter lofts. So there you go. But they did go up to the apartment above mm-hmm. hers. So they go to the apartment above. You would think they'd do it to everything, but they only show the one they, yeah. the McManus brothers. So he walks in. And it's the three detectives and Smecker. And he goes, we'll start the ass kissing with you. And he mm-hmm. points to Green Beans. Greenly. In the next movie, they it, it's green something. Green Lee, Green Beans, Green Face. <laughs> well, Greenly is his actual name. I know, but I like calling him Green Beans. Or Greenleaf. <laughs> All right. So we cut to the Saints at the hospital, and Connor and Murphy are playing with the kid. You know, they're playing like the hand touch game. With the... Just then, um, Fuck Ass shows up, and he's like, hey, so I went to the... We had this guy, and he gave me this. He gave me that. Oh, he fucking gave me this because he can't say his business card. And on the business card, it's Agent Smecker. So he's like, "Okay, well, how did you know all that?" He goes, "I don't know." So they, he's like, "All right." So after he hands fuck ass a bag, they're in bloody bathrobes, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he says, "Here, will you take this, and we'll come back for it later." He goes, "All right." And as he's walking away, he yells, "Fuck us!" Which scares the nuns. Mm-hmm. And then Murphy tells the kid he wasn't he wasn't talking to you. He's just woohoo crazy, and they leave. Um, at the police station, Smecker starts bitching out the uh, officers. He says, "I don't know which one of you donut munching assholes <laughs> spread the, let leak this to the media because now it's everywhere." And uh, Greenlee says these guys are spooked and they're going to get anything with flashing lights or a badge. They're going to be out of town. The best bet is to put a potato on a string and pull through South Boston. Just then, <laughs> the McManus brothers comes in and Murphy says, you probably have better luck with beer. 
And Schmecker looks at Greenleaf and says, onion bagel, cream cheese. Mm-hmm. So now we cut to an interrogation room. Uh, Schmecker is sitting down with the, with the saints. And they're eating donuts because police station. Mm-hmm. And he hands them these things called cigarettes. Now, cigarettes was tobacco. I thought it was, was an onion <laughs> bagel. Mm-hmm. No, no. That's what he sent green beans out to get. Yeah, but so then I thought when they were here, they were eating a bagel. No, he's eating a donut. Okay. You're eating donuts. <laughs> I just assumed when I saw them eating that it was bagels because Greenlee mm-hmm. had to go get bagels. Well, he went to go get Smecker a bagel. So well, then, I figured he got more than so one. So Smecker hands the, the brothers <laughs> cigarettes. And before they talk, um, he says, before you record that, he speaks to him in Russian, I think it is. Hey, what do we want to say about the, the guns and stuff? He says, don't tell him anything. Just tell him what we hit. You know, we knocked him out and left. Bums must have rolled him. And he's, all right. So we cut back to the scene and we, to, uh, Back to the bar. Mm-hmm. And there's a bar fight. No butter. No butter. No. John did yell, go for the butter, though. <clears throat> in the living room. Because if there's going to be a bar fight, we all know you got to find the butter. Elaine wants somebody's face to end up in the butter. <laughs> it was perfectly timed, because Elaine did not see that shit coming. <laughs> so we cut back to the bar fight, and we see the two Russians. They're, you know, they started a fight. So now there's a bar fight, and there's the whole bar's beating up on these two Russians. One of them gets smacked in the head real bad with, with bottles of alcohol. I think it's wine. Mm-hmm. The other one gets tied to a bar, and they pour alcohol on his ass and set his ass on fire. Yes. And earlier, when Green Beans was going over the thing, he's like, well, these two guys here, they're all beat up. This one's got bandages on his ass. This one's got his head wrapped up. The guy, well, he was smart. See, he saw that his head was hurt, so he hit him in the head. I'm like, What? He went to this guy with the bandages on his ass second. Why? Because he's smart. smart. Where are you going? Nowhere. <laughs> All right. Um, so later on, the McManus brothers are at their house, and the Russians bust into the apartment. How do they know where they lived? Who knows? People see things. So they, at gunpoint, they put... They stand out. They always wear fucking big-ass trench coats. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are peacoats. Well, yeah. They, he gets Connor and handcuffs him to the toilet, and they take Murphy away. And the Russian says, I came here to kill you, but now I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to kill your brother, and you're going to stay here. And so Murphy's yelling, just a bar fight. You guys are fucking pussies. <laughs> and they take Murphy out to go kill him. So in the, the, the power of love... It's a curious thing. <laughs> it makes Connor strong enough to rip a toilet out of the ground. It makes another or <laughs> it wasn't bolted down very well because this is a squatter's law. Or, but he does somewhere like. In the middle. I mean, those handcuffs do cut into his wrist pretty bad. Yeah, and he's screaming, and he's like everything he has. He rips off the toilet and then carries the toilet up to the roof. I mean, obviously, he's very intelligent in the face of. Yeah, he knew what was going on. Although so he he probably could have turned the water off. Before he ripped the toilet, I don't know. <laughs> he was busy. If he he had to get up, he to was the in roof such a rush. He they got the, downstairs with his brother. Look, he was in such a rush. He didn't have time to put the toilet down. I wonder if <laughs> Elaine, they don't. Carly wants to turn the water off. He didn't put the toilet down as he's running <laughs> well, up fucking stairs. It was probably quicker to get to the roof off. than it was to get mm-hmm. down. He had turned the water off. Then they might have never figured out it was them. <laughs> well, so just then we have it done what I told him not to do. He'd still be alive. So now the Russians have Murphy in the uh, alleyway, and they're about to kill him. But just then, you look up, and you see that Connor has thrown the toilet off the roof and jumps down. 
Now, why did he jump off the roof? Because he landed on one guy while the toilet landed yeah. on the other. Yeah, but this is like six floors. Yeah, it's it's not a good... He's, aim for the bushes. He's um he's making a sacrifice to save his brother. Like, I, you got to think that he thought, okay, I can't kill them both with this toilet, so I'll throw the toilet on this one, and I'm going <laughs> to jump on this one, and that's it for me. So the toilet lands on the bigger bald guy with the bandages on his ass, and the guy with the head it's trauma... Ivan, week. that guy was... It's a Ivan. bad week for <laughs> Ivan there. Nah, his, his problems were over as a yeah, I mean, I'm pretty true. sure his spine went into his buttocks <laughs> on this one. So then Connor lands on the other guy. Murphy sees this. His brother's out. Because where is he going? Nowhere. Nowhere. So then he grabs the toilet tank lid and bludgeons the Russians to death with it. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast from True Romance. Yeah. <laughs> Although this might be before True Romance. Actually, didn't we see that in a no, zombie this movie? This was True 99. 99. Okay. I feel like we saw Murder by Toilet Tank lid in a zombie movie. <laughs> it might have been. You know, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's in a lot of movies. It's hard and it'll work. Oh, maybe that's just zombie. No, uh, it was in It, too. Didn't she beat her stepfather with it? With the toilet tank, yeah. yeah. Mm. The, the lid. Yes. With the lid. The lid of the tank. I mean, if you need it, it's a handy weapon in a pinch. Hey. So, um, Murphy grabs a bag out of the garbage, empties that out, whatever was in there, and then takes his pager, their jewelry, their cash, their watches and everything, puts it in this bag and they carries... the bodies. Yeah. Battle... It's a battle rewards. They won the battle. Spoils of war. You mean. Spoils Looting. of war. Yeah. So then he picks up his brother, and it's they run away. How you pay your army mm-hmm. in olden days? This ain't exactly the march of dimes. You gonna rob him now? All right. So now we cut back to the the interrogation room, and Smecker is just surprised by them. He's like, "How many languages do you guys speak?" And they speak uh, French, Italian, Spanish, Russian, Russian, and Russian, um, Gaelic. And their mother... Or Irish, is it... No, because Gaelic's a different language. Gaelic's Scottish, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well... It might be. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, they speak Irish. Irish. Or yeah. what... Whatever that's called. I don't know. My Irish friends out there, let me know. So then, this really impresses Smecker. He's like, you guys, why are you working as a meat plan? You know, you're way better than this. It's like, yeah, whatever. It's like, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not being charged with anything. Um, do you want to talk to the pol- the reporters right there? And they're both like, absolutely fucking not. And he goes, all right, well, I'll talk to them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, actually, can we stay here until, you know, everything dies down? And a police officer walks in and is like, well, we have an empty holding cell. You know, is it okay with you? And Smacker stands up and goes, it's okay with me. If your friends want to sleep over, but you better check with your mother. <laughs> and walks out. And he says, it's time to feed the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside, the chief and Smacker gave a brief, hey, the McManus brothers aren't going to be charged. This is going to be a self-defense thing. No harm, no foul. And we see Rocco's there. Rocco sneaks in and brings them clothes and rosary. Um, so we get another voiceover from the priest and from Duke. Uh, this awakens the saints, which gives them the holy mission to take out evil so that good may flourish. They're in the police station sleeping instead of going home. That shows you how fucking shitty their apartment is. Like, why don't we just stay in jail? <laughs> well, I think they wanted to wait for all the press to leave. Yeah. Also, they don't have a toilet. <laughs> and maybe somebody knows where they live now. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next morning they get a page, and it's the Russian's pager. So they go to check it out, and Connor goes to a payphone and pages them back and writes down the message. Meanwhile... Murphy goes over to hang out with the cops and drink a cup of coffee, and they show him the headline where it's the Saints of South Boston. And Murphy's like, Saints, huh? 
sticks his hand in his coffee. He's like, body of Christ. And yeah. He starts throwing water at the cops, which they all think is funny. So Rocco comes. Uh, we cut to Rocco, who's delivering a package for Papa Joe. But the underboss, Vincenzo, which, yes, Carly, that is Ron Jeremy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who was, uh, welcome back to the podcast from Ghostbusters. Did we do Ghostbusters? We didn't do Ghostbusters yet. <laughs> All right, well, I don't think we've done any other <laughs> yeah. of his films. Yeah. Ron Jeremy is such a sleazy-looking dude. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's probably not long for this world. I, I saw him on the news not too long ago. He's got, you know. like, 20 rape charges or whatever. and Really? He's, like... His mind's going, and he's like all fucked up. Rape Unless charges, he's just playing really? No well, sexual assault, rape, whatever. I don't really, know. I, I didn't get too. You crazy think he would get enough of that at work? Right, guys. Hey, whatever. Strange Ranger, man. I mean, I like how he wasn't cast in Ghostbusters. He just, he there. just happened to be there. <laughs> yeah. So Papa Joe having a package delivered, and it looks like it might be. You know, money or whatever. Papa Joe's on the phone, and Vincenzo hands him the bag, and Vincenzo tells him to sit, and they fight back and forth a little bit. It's like they call you funny man. Say some funny, funny man. And Rocco tells Vincenzo, "I saw I missed your act last night at the at the lounge. I heard you were hilarious." And they go back and forth. They don't get along. So Papa Joe goes off the phone, and we see the package is a sandwich. He says, "You know, the '90s are killing me." It'd be so nice to someone now. You can't tell him you're gonna kill him. So I'm like, brother, wait till 2023. <laughs> he says, they, I hear they call you funny man. Tell me a joke. So then, Rocco tells a joke. Tony, you want to tell the joke? Not especially. All right. Well, <laughs> it's a it's, it's a racist it's, genie it's, joke. It's a racist genie joke about uh, a white guy, a black guy, and uh, Latino, a Latino, Mexican, a Mexican guy. Yeah. <coughs> so then. Papa Joe thinks this is funny, and he's like, ha, ha, tell me another joke, huh? Because oh. so, <laughs> he's all happy. He's like, hey, I made the mob boss laugh. Cool. And he's yeah. like, hey, tell me another one. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, I only know the one I joke. I just got the one joke. So we cut to the saints who are trading in all of the Russian stuff with the watches and the jewelries and the cash and their guns to a, an Irish gentleman that I wouldn't say is IRA. <laughs> I'm going to assume he is. They don't say it. But We're just going to say that there's a big Irish flag in this room full of guns. <laughs> and he tells the saints they can have whatever they want. Mm-hmm. From he gives them two duffel bags and says, you guys are good to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He tells them, knock yourselves out. So they go in there and they start looking at big guns, but they do, you know, grab handguns. Silenced pistols. Um, Connor wants a rope. And he goes, we need a fucking rope. <laughs> he goes, what do you need a rope for? He's like, why do you need a rope? And he goes, you never know what you need a rope for. That's in the movies. In the movies, they always find a use for the rope. And he's like, fine, get your stupid right, fucking rope. Well, runs. no, then he picks up this... He, he picks up this giant bo- bowie knife. No, it's he, a hunting knife, not a bowie knife. Is mm-hmm. it different? And he says, oh, we don't need any rope. A Ram- Rambo. And yeah. shows him this giant fucking knife. And he's like, all right, okay, fine, get your rope. Get your stupid fucking rope. He goes, I will. I'll get the rope. And he finds a giant thing giant of rope. Ass fucking rope. <laughs> With pulleys and on I and everything. I said to John, please tell me they used the rope. <laughs> um, so we cut to the Saints coming to a hotel. And it cuts back to Smecker in bed. Um, Smecker's, uh, he's naked with another gentleman. And we get the uh, idea that these two have just... Engaged in the Dibbity, 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 <laughs> and dibbity. And... <laughs> 
The other unnamed person is trying to snuggle with Smecker while he's on he's the like, phone. And he's smacking doing? him. <laughs> and he's like, what? And he's smacking him. He's like, I'm on the phone. And then we hear about this new crime scene. He goes, all right, I'll be there in a few minutes. And the other guy tells him he just wanted to cuddle. <laughs> and then Smecker calls him the F word. Um, so we guess I feel like he could have left that out. It's, it's part of the movie, dear. <laughs> so we get to the new crime scene and we see is a hotel room and there's dead bodies everywhere. Everywhere. And he asks Green Beans, "Hey, how many bodies are there? Eight. You forgot about that one. Oh shit! Nine. Anybody else want anything while Green Beans is out for coffee?" <laughs> I like. I really like this interaction. Every time he fucks up, he sends him out for snacks. Mm-hmm. And I like how he he fucks with them, but he is teaching them too. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, really because by the end they get much better. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest discuss. All right. So all the guys have pennies on their eyes, and they discuss this the symbolism of having <laughs> coins on the eyes. Symbolism. What is symbology. the symbology of this? <laughs> you mean the symbolism? <laughs> to uh, some cultures, still put. Penny, uh, coins on the eyes of the dead, the Greeks, and the Italians. It's to pay the boatman for their passage. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Some people do it. I feel like Greeks, sure, but the Italians? I wouldn't... They don't I, do it as much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that that would still be a very Italian thing. I feel like Italians are much more um, married to Catholicism and that Greeks still hold on to some more, pagan, may, more of their pagan traditions. Because well, really that's not the, a, it's not a uh, Christian thing. It's a pagan thing. Well, if you look at a lot of really of old Roman mythology and Catholicism, they're pretty spot on. But instead well, of having gods, now we have saints or angels. Yes, but they've pretty much stomped out the fa- the boatmen from all of Catholicism. Yeah, it's not really that big. But I feel like the Greeks are a lot closer to their pagan, to the ancient Greek gods than the Romans are to the no, ancient Vatican Roman gods. Vatican is in Italy, technically. I know. Surra- well, the Vatican does. The Vatican is, is surrounded- in Vatican City, which is its own country. <laughs> the Vatican is surrounded by Italy. I mean, I'm just saying. I do. I <laughs> on don't. All sides. sides. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying, as an American, and through cult- the culture that we're currently exposed to, I feel like Greeks are more a lot more connected to their pagan roots than the mm-hmm. Italians are. Got it. So. Much I also feel Irish seem to be much more connected to their pagan roots than Scots are. Or, you know, some of them. I don't know. Not the McManus brothers. So, um, Smecker tells the, and the boys discuss the guy in the middle who they call the fat man, which I really don't think is that fat. Mm-hmm. But, so Smecker is playing with this guy's dead skull. Blood all over his gloves. It's like, oh, look, he's got two... Entrance and exit wounds and he on keeps his head. Touching himself. Yeah, and they, so and it was like, and and, I, and, he, and he puts his hands on his head, and, and the other the detectives, detectives are like, "Ew, <laughs> stop touching yourself with bloody hands." I like when he's walking on the couch. That was because of the framing of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so Smecker, like when he's like, and that's how that works. Budafevsky or whatever. He goes, hey, you got my name right. He goes, that's because I have a degree in nameology. <laughs> so we cut back to the Saints and it shows what actually happened. They were uh, in the air duct, which yeah. is gigantic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the two of them were fighting, pushing and fighting and went through the roof. Start arguing. Got stuck on the rope upside down 
and just started shooting. Yeah. And they killed everyone. They cut themselves down with the, with knife. the, with the knife. So all of the it stuff that they picked up. up <laughs> they might be blessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they Well, they're on a, a mission from God. Well, they, yeah, they There's were on a mission the from God. These guys and the blues Yeah. And the guy from Frailty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Blade. <laughs> um, so then we get the famous family prayer before they kill the fat man. Got him on his knees with two guns to the back of his head. It's a big discussion with um, Defoe about, is it one guy with two guns or two guys with two guns? Back and forth, and Defoe mm-hmm. knows that it's two guys because of the angle on the bullet. The other guy's well, so is one well, guy. He also yeah. proves that he was killed last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's three things, and he asks the guys, hey, what are, what are the three things we know? And he points one of them, he's like, they were shot from a downward angle, so they put him on his knees. Good. Greenleaf, what next? Uh, it was a downward angle, so shoot him on his knees, and he takes his hands full of blood and puts them on his head. <laughs> he goes, no, this was the guy had dead last. And the last thing was, and then the, uh, I think it's Donnelly, he's like, well, two guns, so there was two shooters, because that's what they go with the angles thing. If you're going to shoot a guy, you put two guns to the back of his noodle, they usually come out straight. The angles are just off. Why would you put your guns on an angle like that? Cross, yeah. yeah you're chiggling your arms. No reason to do that. And then we cut back to the Saints, and they talk about how good they are. And they mm-hmm. find a, a whole satchel of money, which just happened to be sitting there. Suddenly, there's a knock on the door. And it's Rocco. And he's got his name tag that says Jafar. Because mm-hmm. he looks like a Jafar. <laughs> and they figure out, oh, this must be Rocco's big break. He goes, oh, we gotta fuck with him. Yeah. So they get Rocco in, and they fucking put guns to his face. And meanwhile, because they have ski masks on. I was like, where's your gun? And he finds out it's a six-shooter and goes, it's a fucking six-shooter. There's nine guys in here. What were you going to do? Laugh him to death? <laughs> and so then they re- he says, okay, well, we got to kill him. And they pull their masks off and this freaks Rocco out. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? And then he says, fucking fuck the fucking fuck. <laughs> and Connor says, that does illustrate the universality of the word. Or the diversity of the word, something like that. And we're back to Smecker, who explains this could be the beginnings of an international mob war because the Russians are coming in, the Italians don't seem to like it. They're supposed to be setting it up so that the Russians come to America with the Italian mob and some Italians go to the Russians, but the Italians aren't too keen on going to Russia. But the Russians are all about coming to America, so he thinks it's going to be some bad, bad news bears down the road here. All right, so then we cut back to the Saints and Rocco, who are now at Rocco's house, who tells them they should be in every major city. You guys need to start recruiting because they're just killing people. And, he's like, and Murphy says, we're kind of like 7-Eleven. We're always open, but we're not always doing, no, we're not always doing business, but we're always open, which is a good line. So now we have a drinking alcohol and pizza montage. Mm-hmm. I appreciate a pizza montage. Mm-hmm. Then we have the infamous cat scene where Rocco's talking. Is this talking. where Rocco was telling him that he that he can tell them who all the bad guys in the city are? Or is this later? That's later. And, and Rocco's talking about how this is bullshit. They sent me in there. And then he slams his hands down and his gun goes off and kills his girlfriend's cat. Hmm. And I'm sorry. Your girlfriend had to, is loose. And I actually wrote here, sorry, Tony. That must have been hard for you to see. <laughs> that was loose. And I wasn't watching. Because the, yeah. then I was like... 
what happened? <laughs> Elaine was trying to figure out what happened. Yes. What is that blood Car. from? I didn't see did they, the cat. Did, did I'm like, what the did they hit? Either? Did he shoot marinara sauce? <laughs> no. Like, oh, they were talking about how he said, I'll, because it's the same time he says the line, I'll dip it, my balls in marinara. He says they can suck my my pitiful looking dick my and pit- I'll dip my nuts in marinara sauce so they can get a taste and then of the, the homeland. And then, he, and then the gun goes off and then red splats all over the wall and I didn't see the cat there. So I'm like, <laughs> What did he hit, marinara? And they're all freaked out. And John's like, no, that was a cat. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't see it either. There so. were a couple of times we lucky where I went. <laughs> you don't really see the cat. You just see him, and then there's a splatter on the wall, and he tells you it was a cat. <laughs> so the next day, Rocco and Connor go downstairs, and they talk about Rocco killing his girlfriend's cat. Girlfriend is loose. <laughs> yeah. and he's... he's like, actually, I haven't seen her in weeks. I don't know where she is. So then Connor tells him uh, maybe his boss knew more how many like guys the were in there. More whose sofa he's surfing than his girlfriend. Let's be real here. But anyway, Connor tells him, hey, your boss might have set you up. He gave you a six-shooter. There were nine guys in there. And, and Rocco's like, no way. The boss told me there was two guys in there. And that's just not how things are done. He wouldn't have done that. He goes, well, how did the boss would have said. Oh, for 18 years or 15 mm-hmm. years or something. The boss would have known that if I got in there and didn't see and saw that many guys and had a six-shooter, I wouldn't have done anything. He goes, yes, but this was your only chance, Rocco, and I know you, and he knows you, and you wouldn't have passed this up. He's like, that's not how things are done. You don't know. So then Murphy shows up, and he's like, could you tell him about the six-shooter? He's like, yeah, but he doesn't believe it. So Rocco gets mad. And tells him to leave, and he's like, you mixed don't understand. So then Murphy calls him a wop. It's the last time I fucking see you. So then uh, Rocco yells, take care of that fucking cat. Mm-hmm. So then Connor and Murphy go up to Rocco's apartment and wait. And they're like, call us, call us, call us, call us. <laughs> and his drugged out girlfriend shows up. And she first thing she's like, here, kitty, 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 here, kitty. Then they go pass out on the couch with her friend. Now, um... Rocco calls and talks to Murphy. He says, anybody's been asking about me? He's like, no. He goes, all right. Catch you on the flip side. And he hangs up. <laughs> so now they're sitting in the apartment, and Rocco comes in in a panic and says, we got to go. He grabs a sea bag and grabs his iron. Mm-hmm. And he's waving it around. He's like, we got to fucking go. And we see that there's a taped picture above where the cat was shot <laughs> so he's like took up, up the bullet hole so they put a, pic- a picture over the the bullet hole and, and there's still blood on the wall so <laughs> why does Rocco go for an iron I don't picture him as a man who irons I mean it oh, works out later but yeah at, at this point you're like he's like going to grab records he, he yeah, does he there's no rhyme or reason he's in a panic because he runs to the kitchen and starts grabbing silverware then he yeah. goes to the table <laughs> and like whatever was on the table he slides into the bag then he goes and gets records and he's yelling, they sold me out. And his girlfriend's there and her friends, they start yelling, Rocco. And he goes, what the fuck do you want? And she goes, where's my cat? And he goes, your cat? I killed your cat, bitch. No, no. First he says, what's the, your fucking cat's name? No. Because <laughs> that's when she gets, you killed my, my, my what? My what? Then he pulls a gun out, puts it to his head. I'll shoot myself in the fucking head. You can tell me that cat's name. <laughs> she goes, uh, Skippy. He's like, bitch, what color was it? <laughs> <laughs> so then they grab their shit and they take off. And we find out that uh, Rocco knows that they set him up. So as they drive by the sin bin... No, Rock- Rock- yes. Rocco tells him the story, how he no, went into the bar. Not yet. He tells him that before they go to the sin bin. 
I don't think so. I thought he does because then afterwards, then he passes the sin bin, sin bin and he's like, that's where no, that... No, you're bin- right, you're right. Yeah, my finger okay. moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the girlfriend asks about the cat, so then we cut to Rocco who tells him about how he was set up and he goes into the, the diner and we see the two guys that are there coked out of their gourds and like, yo, you made it. We're going to get our funny man back now. He's like, well, you guys knew I was being set up? He's like, hell, the bartender fucking knew before you did. And he's like, oh. Because what's his name? He had came in there and he was laughing about it and tells everybody, Ron Jeremy, that we're setting your fucking ass up. Mm -hmm. And even the bartender laughed about it. Uh Uh-huh. So then he grabs his gun and he shoots both of those guys and walks over to the bartender and goes, funny man, huh? And the bartender's like, no, not me. And he shoots him and he goes, oh, it's real funny, funny. And he's pulling the trigger and he's out of bullets. There were other people in there that ran out the door. The best part about this is when he shoots the first guy, he's wearing his trench coat, right? And he shoots him through the trench coat. Which it just goes. It was funny. So that way, that guy didn't see it coming. So that guy's out. And by the time yeah, but this, the other guy saw it. Well, that guy was like, "Oh shit!" And by the time he said "shit," he didn't have time to cover his ass. No. And he caught one in the bean. <laughs> Should have covered his face, not his ass. Mm-hmm. And then he kills the bartender. And, and then, he he, then because they're such shitty dudes, they went to hell where they have to play with GoBots for the rest of our eternity. The wall was painted, even painted, painted. Mm. Mm-hmm. Had a snake and everything. Everything. So now they drive by the Sinbin, and Rocco tells him about Vincenzo, and he wants to kill him. Uh, says, Vincenzo comes here every Thursday night like clockwork. He goes, as a matter of fact, know what you guys need? Me! Mm-hmm. I know everybody! And all their habits, where they go, exactly. where they I mean, he live. has been a delivery boy for the Mafia for 20 years. And mm-hmm. the Connor's like, well, I don't really know if that's what we do. And he's like, what, they don't make the cut? What, what, what's the screening yeah, process? And, all of them. And Murphy's like, we really don't have one in the First thing just kind of happened, you know. Those yeah, because he's like, "Let's go in there." They're like, "Look, we 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 just got lucky." I went the first all out of war with the Russian mafia. <laughs> we don't really know. Even what we're though we doing. just killed like ten of them. But then Murphy says that he's strangely okay with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they decide to so now we cut to the sin bin, and there's a note that says, "Abandon all hope, all hope, ye who enter," which is a quote from. Lost. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. Tony does love that. Milton. A divine comedy. I've never read it. It's about hell. Parts. It's really good, but it's in the prose. In the prose. I don't know what that means. It means if you read it, you would. It would be. It's really hard to read. I have read it like two or three times, and I have to have a, a book with it, like reading Shakespeare or something. Mm. <laughs> you got to have a translator. Yeah, it has a book called Companion. It's called. But it's really good. I read it for English class, but it's not a, the whole thing. It's a controversial <laughs> book. Controversial book. It was written a long time ago. Satan's the good guy in it, so. It's so, it's kind of like so a little it's bit like, like it's like Infinity War a yeah. lot like Infinity War Satan's the protagonist he's the good guy in quotations and all this shit is happening to him and the church didn't care for that <laughs> so they, or a little so bit it's amazing like um, Memnock the Devil yeah not not unlike because everything you think when you think about hell all all of those sources either come down to the Divine Comedy or that book from John Milton. <laughs> Because in the Bible, they, how they describe hell is not how they put it mm. on TV. Well, except for the Lucifer. That's because they don't really describe it very much. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, so we're at the sin bin. And that's because really hell is the absence of God or Wisconsin. Mm. No, that's worse than purgatory. Mm. All right, so um, they put their ski masks on. And Rocco doesn't have the ski mask like the other two. So we just took a regular hit <laughs> cap and cut holes in it. It looks like shit. So they start laughing at him, and he's like, "Oh no, you're fucking good, man. Put it on." And anybody who knew him would probably know. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, Rock, 
Are you Oba Kaby? But they already know. <laughs> Which is a mushmouth reference. I mean, nobody's going to talk, but, like, he already murdered two people in broad... Or three people, because he killed the bartender, in broad daylight with a shit ton of witnesses who aren't talking. Does he really need to have a mask? They, these aren't the kind of people that are going to talk. Yeah. All right, so they go in, and we cut to Smecker. And then we cut back to the sin bin, and we see that they had gotten the stripper... Madam and, or whatever. The head. Know, her boobs the manager. Were, well, her she was like the out. manager or whatever. I don't know. Her boobs were out. They might but, have fell out when she passed out, though. She was the manager. Because well, say, she points out which one he went into. Sure. And, like, tell, tell us where the fuck he is. You know who the fuck we're talking about. So she points to him. And so they hit the button. So this is one of those peep shows where you're in, like, a room and there's a glass. The door opens and you're, there's a piece of glass between you and this woman. And she does her dancey thing. Like and you play Fire Emblem. Blade 2. Yes. You think like, I forgot about you? <laughs> it's a lot like the ending of Blade 2. <laughs> um, so now the McManus brothers shoot Vincenzo and kill him. And at this point, the stripper passes out. And Rocco sees that her breast has come out. <laughs> and licks his lips and then grabs it. And just then Connor's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'll tip her. Dumb. John starts giggling like he's 12. <laughs> it's funny because his first thing goes, I'll like, tip her. I'm so offended on behalf of this stripper. Like, he's had a rough day. I'm so offended. I really want, I really want Murphy to like go over there and pistol whip him at this point. Because I'm so offended on this stripper's behalf. So then he says he'll tip her, so it's okay, right? I also noticed those boobs no. were awful perky, and they were probably not real. Probably, probably not. not. Also, he's in those leather gloves, so, I mean. I don't know. So, <laughs> I don't know. a dirt bag. <laughs> so, like, the Saints and Rocco are not, like, yes, they're buddies, but he's their dirt bag friend. Right, yeah. But he is still their friend. <laughs> they just, they don't have a lot of friends. So, so, so now, just then, more money's coming through the slots. We see money on both sides. And the McManus brothers check it out, and they're like, it's like a scumbag yard sale in here. We should come down here once a week, clean it out. And from their area, they can see through peepholes who's, yeah, in, the, who's in the booths, mm-hmm. so they know who these people are. So they're like, all right, we got to kill these guys. And Rocco's like, oh, let me do it. I got to make up for that tit thing. And what was it? Is it Connor that says, no, this, this guy over here, I've been wanting for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he's like, and, the, and Murphy's like, no, let him do it. So fine. So they open up the... The shutters or whatever, yeah. And Rocco shoots the guys. And we cut to... Da, la, la, la. The explanation by... Greenleaf. Mm-hmm. Who's there... And he's like, the only link that I can see between all of these dead guys is that they're bad guys. Mm-hmm. And Smecker's like, yeah, but why did they kill these two? This guy here is somebody. These two here are low-life nobodies. It doesn't make any sense. Why did they kill these two? They can't see what is going on in here. So they, he, they wouldn't have known that they killed this guy. Why did they kill these guys? Yeah, like, this guy's the only heavy hitter. And then we see that Smecker's like, well, there's bullets from gun A and gun B in Vincenzo here. And there's bullets in this guy from A and this guy from B. But there's also two shots from B and this guy and two from A and no, no. this guy in the, in the wall. wall. Yeah, in the wall. The one, guy, the one guy is killed by A, but there's B in the wall. And the other guy is killed by B, but there's A in the wall. And he's like, there's good shooting, shitty shooting. And he's like, it doesn't make any sense. And then Smacker's walking by and he's like, holy shit. We got ourselves a cowboy. He's like, we got ourselves a cowboy. 
Wyatt fucking Earp. Just but they also were like, we're tired from that diner scene earlier. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about, diner yeah. scene? And you go, Specker's like, so more uh, more low level mafia guys get killed. You didn't think it was fucking related? He goes, bring me to that crime scene now. And then he comes back and goes. And then we cut to Rocco, who shot them both with his arms out and then crossed his arms and it's missed twice scene. and yelled, Why it fucking hurt? It's because he's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. So now we're back at the bar. Suddenly you're like, I see why he was set up. Yeah. <laughs> so Smecker's um, with the detectives at the bar scene where Rocco killed the three guys. And he can't figure out the pattern. And that's what's really bothering Smecker's. Like, I've never seen anything like this. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Because he has no idea why he killed the bartender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't kill everybody in the bar. Because there were tons of witnesses, but nobody's talking. And the cops even say, there's a bunch of witnesses, but nobody's talking. It's Boston, so. They know it was one guy... But they're not talking. So then we cut to Papa Joe, who goes to a um, a bathroom where there's a blind man working. We find out that it's an uh, underboss from the Yacovetti family here who's retired. And so he works as a blind, a blind bathroom attendant? Yeah. So then when Papa Joe walks in, he goes, oh, go fuck yourself. Attendant. I thought he was just going, like, he was just going to the bathroom. <laughs> No, because you you see in his case, it's like mint Yeah. So then he tells him, hey, you know, I have this problem and I need to get El Duce. And the blind guy's like, you don't want him. He'll kill everybody until the job is done. It's just, and he goes, no, no, we need to hire him. He's like, well, he's been locked up for 25 fucking years. (laughs) And Papa Joe's like, well, there's ways around that. That's not a problem. So then we cut to the parole hearing and we see that they have... And he no, he says we only used him three times, and we it had to be really serious. This is who we used when we had to kill one of our own. Like he, so like you got to really mean it. They got this guy in ankle restraints, wrist restraints, and then it's connected, and they put him on a dolly, and then they drag him out of the jail, and they put him in a giant bird cage before this parole hearing, and they're like, Granted. good to go. <laughs> it's practically Carlin Green here. Yeah. They're very afraid of him, but... And they roll him, so do you think they had to unhook him at that point? I'm like, all right, man. <sighs> so the, what I love Somebody about... Did. So um, this actor loved doing this so much that they had to give him the cigar to put in his mouth because in every scene he was just smiling and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so when they put something in his mouth, they can get through the scenes. That sounds like it. And I love that. That it was crazy. <laughs> I, like, I mean, he did convince his grandkids to give him a Viking funeral. That's yeah. true. This is before that. <laughs> I mean, all right. It's so all Ra- interconnected in one mm-hmm. made in one connected universe. So El Duce is, or the Duke is sent free. Rocco tells the Saints about a hit that he went on with this guy, and the guy creeped him out. Like uh, he killed, he, women, he killed and women and children. He set the whole place on and fire. He just had. He was Straight just the, face, no emotion the whole time. He goes, we got to kill this guy. He has a, a poker game for wise guys every Saturday. We got to get this guy. And we cut to Smecker, who's at the scene. He's like, okay, here's what happened. And I like this scene because now Smecker is explaining what happened. And we see what happened. So like McManus Brothers and Rocco were there. Mm-hmm. And he just walks right by... Um, yeah. Smecker, like he's not even there. They do this in the sequel too, which is good. Yeah, I do like that. Did you see the sequel? No, you will. But I did like the way they shot yeah. these. Crime normally, scenes. they normally he explains a little bit and then it jumps to the scene. But in this, he's in the scene with yeah. them while they're so, doing it. Right. It's really cool. It so, does make it fast, and it makes it fast. 
Because we know what he's doing at this point. We're like, yeah. we get it. So we don't have to waste time with two, six, two scenes on it. So we see the McMahon brothers went through the garage because it was unlocked. And they got the wife and they got her to hit the code to open the poker room. Yeah. And then they tased her, put her down. And they walk in and they shoot all the gangsters. Except for the target who was pooping. And so Smecker's there. he hears there. it, so he knows that some yeah. shit's gone down. So this guy's there, and he's a stone-cold killer. Yeah. very calmly pulls his pants up, gets his together. <laughs> washes his hands, washes grabs his a towel. This ice cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rocco is panicked um, because the guy's in here. He's like, he's not here. It's like, well, you sure he looks like? I know what the fucking guy looks like. <laughs> Just then the target comes out of the bathroom. And Rocco shoots him in the abdomen. And he hits Rocco's gun down. He, t- he tears a the towel wrap towel off bar, yeah. and smashes him. So then he starts fighting with Rocco. He attacks him. And Connor go No, Murphy goes to help Rocco. But Murphy's like, no, let him do it himself. Yeah, he has to earn it. He's got to earn this shit. So now he's fighting this guy to the death. Mm-hmm. And Murphy throws Rocco a, a cue ball. Because right there, Rocco's on the ground. He's mounted and the guy's like choking him. Yeah. So he grabs a cue ball. And he beats him. And he goes, you sick fuck. And he beats him to death with a cue wall because that guy is a sick fuck. <laughs> that guy is a sick fuck. Meanwhile, you beat him to death with a cue ball. <laughs> yeah, well, he, his friends wouldn't help him. <laughs> and he's being murdered. So he goes and attacks Connor. But Connor, like, hip throws him under the pool table and goes, good fucking job. Proud of you. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, he kisses. He puts his hand over his mouth and then kisses his hand. Mm-hmm. All right. So now... As they exit, Smecker says they were ambushed by six guys <laughs> with guns. We it's see one old man. It's Il Duce. <laughs> it was a firefight! And he has six guns on his chest and holsters. Mm-hmm. And I remember this being later in the movie, but... It was right here in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but we're already over an hour in the movie. Mm-hmm. How much later in this movie can we get? <laughs> it took us till 40 minutes in before we became... The but, Saints. But no, we find out that it was just El Duce. And so he's shooting it out with the McManus brothers. And Rocco's figure gets shot off in this. And Connor gets hit. And Murphy gets hit. Leg, yeah. But Duce doesn't get hit. And he runs away. Mm-hmm. So Rocco's like, my finger. I can't fucking find my finger. And uh, Connor's like, get take care of the blood. Grab this shit. Let's get out of here. So they start spraying the blood. Because their blood is sprayed onto the walls. And they leave. So we cut back to Greenlee, who asks Smacker, well, what if it's one guy with six guns? And Smacker's like, why don't you let me do the fucking thinking for a while? <laughs> it's the first time you got something right. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then Smacker's like, what's going on? Let's take us along with those blood samples. And the lady's like, there's something here. I, I don't know what it is. Like, and he walks over, no glove, grabs it and sniffs it, like sticks it up his nose. And goes, it looked ammonia. at first like he was going to lick it. Yeah. It really did. It's <laughs> ammonia. And I was already waiting for him to lick it. He goes, <laughs> he didn't. They covered, they sprayed it with ammonia. So even if we generate suspects, we can't fucking link them to this scene. Who the fuck are these guys? And he runs away screaming and he drops to his knees and he sees the finger. So he pulls out a glove, grabs the finger and hides it. <laughs> and leaves. pocket. She stole evidence from a crime scene. (laughs) Smecker is a weird dude. I don't know if he's... They're all weird dudes. Well. I'm sorry, Kelly's. I moved my feet. (laughs) So now back at their hideout, the Saints ask Rocco, who the fuck was that guy? And he's like, I don't know. I've never seen the guy before. And like, bullshit. Who was he? He's like, I don't know. 
So then, um, the Saints... Which, if he's been in prison for 20 to 30 years... Yeah, he wouldn't know. And Rocco's only been a delivered guy for 20 years. He wouldn't... Yeah. No, he before wouldn't his time. Like, he legitimately didn't know. So, they believe him, and they cauterize their wounds with the iron. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. was very difficult to watch. I did not... No... So it's a good thing that Rocco grabbed that iron. That's why he grabbed you first. Yeah. It's not about ironing his clothes. It's you never know when you got a cauterize a wound. <laughs> Duh. It's not what we use our iron for. Right. <laughs> You're winking with the wrong eye. Again? <laughs> Damn it. So the Saints um, see Smecker on TV talking about how we feel our confidence are going to get him. And Rocco, and they tell Rocco about how smart he is. And Rocco's like, well, then he's a liability. And the Saints are like, you will not touch him. He's like, I We fucking. kill bad guys. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's weird. He's a good guy. He's, he's not a bad guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. So we cut to Smecker who has, the, yeah, good guy who stole a finger. So he takes the stolen finger and gets prints from it. And he finds out that it's David Della Rocco. And he's like, that does not make fucking sense that this is the and guy. And then he realizes where he's seen this guy before. And he's like, oh. This guy came to the, and saw the McManus brothers when they had killed that guy. He's like, well, fuck. And then it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the next morning, uh, Rocco's like, hey, guys, we got to cut this early morning mass shit out. And <laughs> no, then Smecker goes and gets trashed. Yeah, he goes to a, it's a... A gay bar. A gay bar. And he gets and trashed. I was going to say, well, the bartender there is the bartender that you find on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the bartender. <laughs> And that's the third bartender in the movie. <laughs> that's awesome. But whatever. Um, so then Schmecker gets drunk. And as he's falling out of the bar, the McManus brothers go to church. Rocco sees Schmecker and he gives chase. Because Rocco is an asshole. So they all enter the church and Schmecker goes into the confessional and like, passes out waiting for a priest. So Rocco grabs a priest as he's going into the confessional and is like, You'll do exactly what we want. And Connor sees this and is like, oh, hell no. Goes into the other confessional, opens the door, and grabs Rocco by the fucking hair and puts a gun to his head. He's like, I'll the, fucking kill you. Through the grating or whatever. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? We Meanwhile, are not the, coming into the church threatening and a priest. attacking priests. <laughs> Meanwhile, Smecker's talking to the priest about, um, so Smecker's like, I'm not here for confession. I'm here for advice. So there's these guys, they're doing things, you know, that I feel are justifiably right, but they're killing folk and I want to know if it's okay and the priest is like well will they ever hurt innocent people and he's like no father never well the Irish guys wouldn't the Italian guys would he's kind of an idiot <laughs> and, the, and and you can see the, the priest is like yeah uh-huh. <laughs> I get that and Rocco's like you won't kill me Connor you love me and he's like I'll fucking kill you if you touch that priest or if you touch that cop mm-hmm. do they comes- know that that Schmecker is in there, though? No, they don't know. Well, I don't know if they... They don't know Schmecker's in there. Rocco tells them that Schmecker's in there, and that's why he's doing it. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, okay, well, we're leaving. Either way, stop what you're doing, you yeah. crazy fuck. We're leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So then Schmecker gets an okay from the priest because he says, well, God's laws are higher than the laws of man. And if they've been ordained by God to do this, then it's okay. Well, he explains that your feelings are God speaking to you, and that's how faith works. That's how you So if you feel that they're church. doing... Right, that's God talking to you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so he joins the team. So not, uh, Signed, sealed, delivered. He's not the only one that joins his team by the end. We'll get to that. <laughs> so in the next scene, we see Smeckers on the payphone with the with Connor. And they find out who the... And he's like, tell him about the Duke. And he's like, all right, I'll try to figure out who it is. 
So Smecker goes to meet with the same retired underboss because that's what you do. Meanwhile, the, the blind guy's throwing mm-hmm. urinal cakes. He's an FBI yeah. mob dude. Mm-hmm. So he's got informants somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he learns that Papa Joe has brought all the guns in and they're all at his house. And they're all afraid of Rocco because Rocco knows everybody. And they're coming after Rocco and he's like, oh, fuck, we got to go. Because he knows that the saints are going to Papa Joe's to kill mm-hmm. Papa Joe. So the, we cut to the saints and Rocco being captured at Papa Joe's house. And one of the henchmen's like, hey, we got him. How many are there? There's three of them. All right, let's go take care of it. And Papa Joe grabs his gun and they head out. So Papa Joe starts talking to Rocco's like, there's something you want to tell me and yada, yada, yada. And he shoots another finger off. Rocco can't catch a break with his fucking fingers. <laughs> And so they leave him tied to chairs, and they go outside to have a mob guy powwow. And they talk about, hey, what do you, what do you guys think? And they decide that, you know, Rocco can't be the brains of this operation. He's an idiot. He's got to be the other two. Mm-hmm. And Papa Joe's goes, you're right. There's only one thing to do. He walks in, and he shoots Rocco in the chest. Mm. And then and, walks out. And then walks out. And the McManus brothers are pissed. And they sit there with Rocco as he dies. And he tells them before he dies to keep doing what you're doing. Keep going. Don't ever stop. Gotta get out of here, man. So back at the mob meeting, they're like, hey, we have a problem because the Duke is coming. And this guy won't stop and he'll kill everybody. I don't see how (laughs) this is a problem. The Duke is here to kill these guys. Mm -hmm. Not us well they don't know because he's fucking nutballs that's why the that's why the head guy was like you don't hire this guy because he may just fucking kill everybody which is what he ends up doing because this guy liked killing mobsters yeah so they hired him to kill mobsters but he liked killing mobsters now you've let this guy out and he's going to kill us which is what the urinal cake guy was trying to tell him yeah but But by then it was too late i feel like it was unclear Mm mm-hmm so then Papa Joe yells in Italian, why did he hire a crazy guy and get him out now we had nothing, you know, now we're all in trouble. Well, Which maybe is, it would have been When he was yelling in Italian, that's Italian. why he was yelling. <laughs> Might have been easier if there were subtitles. You don't understand that? <laughs> no, because I don't speak hysterical Italian. She doesn't speak Russian. <laughs> You've met my father. That's all he speaks is hysterical. <laughs> 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 that's what he sounds he said. He yells the same things. All right. So. At no point did anybody go, do it. It was Duce. Close. <laughs> it's a little, little different. All right. So, um, as the mob guys talk, the saints are planning their escape. So, Murphy folds his thumb back and Connor smashes his hand so he can get it Breaks through the handcuff. Thumb, I can't. He's like, do it, do it. And he, oh, nope. These nope. saints got some fucking I mean, no. psychomatic, baby. I feel like maybe they could have kicked the chair and broken the chair before we broke my hand. No, they're good with that. I just can't. <laughs> so now Smecker shows up in drag and says that Joey B sent them as entertainment. <laughs> All right, let's discuss this. <laughs> He's a very pretty man. He is not an ugly woman. But, this, but at the same time... He's not primo box. Now, first of all, I had never heard this phrase in regards to a vagina before. Carly, had you ever heard the vagina referred to as a box? Yes. Yes. Boom! Okay, no, I've never heard this. you never heard that? Not even once. <laughs> and I, I was never heard very, what... Uh, I was very upset you, by this. What is the one joke? It's a, a box, a dick comes in or something. What's the definition of vagina? Yeah. 
It's a box the penis comes in. No, I never heard this. And then I asked John, is that why, is that another layer to the song A Dick in a Box? No. Which apparently was not. Maybe innuendo. But I was very upset, first of all, about being referred to. Like, she never was like, box? No. I was like, where I'm from, that was, you know, it wasn't my go-to. I I, 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 I I don't say that, but I don't use it, but I've heard it enough. I might be the last person on earth, but I'd never heard that before, and I was very upset by anybody referring to the vagina as a box. But call your son. I'm sure. Well, he's in the Navy. He's not a person. I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to discuss the vagina with my son. That's been standard since he was 15. I was told you're not allowed to talk to your son about this stuff. Yeah, that stands. Okay. Um, So I'm definitely not going to call him. I'm not going to call him and ask him if he has ever heard the uh, vagina referred to as a box. But I'll ask him. Back to the movie. Um, He's not an ugly woman, but he's not like. Quality snatch either. Like he's clearly <laughs> he, he could wax Primo box. his uh, face. I'm, he's clearly an older lady. Maybe she's into some freaky stuff, and that's why she's a good time. But like this guy well, anyways, is way too excited about this. So lady. one mob guy's like, "Hey, you want to leave? It's getting crazy." And he's like, and then she's like, "Come on, man!" And and then he's like, "Okay, come on." And sneaks her into the bathroom, and another mob guy's like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I've been late in a week. Okay, it'll take five minutes." All right, fine. Hurry up. So then he goes in there and Smacker lays on the ground. And he's like, come to mama. But she come kisses her. He kisses him. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like even if he just shaved, you're going to feel something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't worry no, about that. So then, so then the guy's like, you want to you go a few rounds with the champ, huh? You want a shot at the title? I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> he starts to unzip his pants, but Smacker's, Smacker's wig, wig has off. come off. So then he uses the old tried and true. Kick him in the jimmy. Kick him in the jimmy. A couple of times, mm-hmm. and he goes down like a box he, of rocks. He grabs a gun with a silencer on it, comes up, and as this guy's looking up, he shoots him in the head and goes, ooh, that was too far. Yeah. That was too far. And now, he's involved. So now he puts the wig in. back on and goes, well, it's on now. <laughs> <laughs> and leaves. And he finds the second guy, and he goes, is it a two-for-one sale? And then he shoots that fucking guy, too. But he's surprised that he killed this man. What was your plan? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He was, he was you going to help the McManus brothers. I think he was going to, to free the McManus brothers. No, no, but what was your plan taking this man in there? Maybe if it wasn't he was to just going to tie man? him up. But why did you lay up the ground? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, what? I don't know. He was going to realize you weren't a woman very soon Maybe. without the wig. <laughs> Maybe his blowjobs are so good that men always pass out afterwards. But he didn't do that. Well, no. he didn't get a chance. His wig came oh, off. Oh, okay. His wig. That's true. His wig. I he mean, he might have went. Blew his cover. It. Yeah, yeah. Get it? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, you don't we know. We don't know what we, his plan was, but yeah. I was just curious. So let's just let's just keep on going. <laughs> so he kills the second mob guy, the other guy that knew was there, and he comes to a third guy who sees his throat is slit, sitting in a chair, and he's like, "Huh." Just then, El Duce hits him from behind and knocks him out. Doesn't kill him. Okay. Now the mob guy. Now we don't know what happens to Smecker from no, this point we on. We don't know. No, we know he lives because he's. In well, the we end. know he lives. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I needed the scene where the you get Fiat dressed as a woman. The Duke and the Saints I gotta see standing around Smecker and Drag going, Well, what do we do with it? Or and then one go, fucking Murphy nah, throwing fine. him over his shoulder and carrying this broad out the back of this house. Yeah. I wanted that scene and we didn't get it. I was very upset. But the scene we do get is the Saints putting pennies over Rocco's eyes and they do in the family's prayer. Just as the Duke is coming up with two guns pointed at him and about to kill him. 
and and the duke hears the the family prayer, puts his guns away, and the the and McManus brothers it. turn around and they're about they to hear him do the on turn on and safety or whatever that I'm sure doesn't make that noise only right. outside of movies. But they turn around and they're getting ready to attack, and then he stops and starts and he finishes the prayer, like, and they oh, stay shit. there, and he's like. They know, and he knows, and they know that he knows, and he knows that they knows, and everybody knows. This is their dad. It's Papa. Now, see, this was their father's prayer. I knew at some point because it comes that up he that was going to be revealed as their family, and I had said to John when they showed him in the cell, I'm like, I'm like, well, but, this is a terrible idea. John's like, why is that? And I'm like, because this guy is their dad or their uncle or their grandpa or somebody. I can't remember who, but I know he's related that to that Elaine has seen this movie through osmosis like 40 <laughs> times. <laughs> We've been married for over 20 years, and this movie has been around the entire time. Yes. I'm sure I've seen it once before all the way through, sort of. <laughs> so, but it did mention earlier in the movie, Rocco asked about the prayer that they say. And he's he like, it's a family prayer. You know, my father's father said it to him, and it's, 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 it's a family thing. Mm-hmm. So now they all know. So then we cut to three months later. We see the Papa Joe is in court, and he's about to get off on some charges. Mm-hmm. And the saints sneak in the back. And throw their guns over the metal detector Schmeck- because so the guy who's watching Schmeck- the metal detector didn't notice. Smacker lets him in. Mm-hmm. And then when we see them in the courtroom, one of the other cops. I think it's Donnelly. Is there. Yeah, it's not Greenlee, but it's the other one. Pulls, pulls the, fire the fire alarm to clear the building. Yeah, right. So, and two reporters are talking. And they're like, hey, this guy, you know, he's the new John Gotti. He's going to walk. He's very charismatic. I don't think he's Just then, charismatic. the saints come in and they hold everybody at gunpoint. <laughs> oh, when the saints. Go marching, kid. No, so they put everybody at gunpoint, and one girl tries to look away, and the Duke's like, "No, no, you Whoa. must watch." Watch. This. Says you've all been chosen to reveal our existence to the world. And I feel like that woman was the wife of the guy who had the poker party. Might have been. Um, I don't know why. Says we are coming after your wicked, and then Murphy says, "Do not kill. Do not rape. Do not steal. These are principles that all people of any faith can agree." We will hunt them down. We will send them to whatever god they wish. And the three of them get behind Papa Joe, and they do their prayer, and they shoot that motherfucker. With two pistols and a shotgun. So <laughs> it's is, like a Gallagher show. There's like all over it. So it's a good thing that this room is full of people, because they don't know what this guy's face yeah. used to look like. Yeah. And people would be hit. And then we see everybody running out of the courtroom. And we see that Smecker was watching this from just outside the courtroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut to the saints talking with their father and Connor asks, how far are we going to take this dad? And Duke asks, the question is, do you have the constitution to take it as far as it needs to go? That's deep right there. And the movie ends with reporters interviewing people around the city about the saints. Do you think it's good for vigilantes to kill bad guys? Cause these guys are just killing bad guys. They're not killing good guys. Is it Okay. And Elaine thinks, maybe. So, and that is the Boondog Saints. What did you think? Carly, we're going to start with you. Since you're an expert at this movie, you've seen it. This is the third time, at least. I think so, yes. (laughs) My favorite character was Connor. My least favorite character was Ron Jeremy. Vincenzo. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite scene was in the church, where Rocco tries to attack the priest. And Connor attacks him, and mm-hmm. um, and what Schmecker joins them. My favorite tertiary object was the rope, 
And my favorite line was when Rocco does the fucking what the fuck, fuck, who the fuck, fuck. This oh, fucking, she stole mine. Fuck, fuck. And he says, well, that certainly illustrates the diversity of the word. And I'll give it a yay. It's a little long, but I like the way it's cut. And I like the, um, I mean, I like it. It's, it's one of those, it's a shooting movie. <laughs> but as long as you aren't turned off by that, there's a lot I mean, of blood. It, it could be a lot gorier. Yeah. Evidently it was. They edited a lot out <laughs> after Columbine. They were like, yeah, we can't have Well, there were a lot of parts where I was like, So even at the director's cut, they left a lot of that yeah. out. So, All right. We'll take that. Uh, Elaine, we'll go around the table. Okay. My favorite uh, character is Smacker. I, <laughs> I told y'all when we were watching this, you know what I really want? I want a movie that has both Willem Dafoe being a crazy person and Sam Rockwell being a crazy person, where they have to team up in something. (laughs) Because it would. It seems like it would just be the greatest crazy acting ever of all time. Mm. I just really want to see this movie. Somebody out there. Because Willem Dafoe is fantastic. He is. And Sam like, Rockwell is fantastic. Like, he's creepy and crazy and great and... I don't know. He's just great. <laughs> um, my when, least favorite when character... The, uh, when he did that new Spider-Man movie... He, he was so he, fantastic in it. And he said he had to do his own stunts. <laughs> and they're like, you're like 60 years old. He goes, then I'm not doing it. He's like, I, I have to believe that I'm doing all this. And they're like, okay. He we'll was let so... you do whatever we can, but you're old, dude. He you can't was... be jumping off of buildings and shit. Like, that's it. He's great. He's so believable as, like, the scared old yeah. man who doesn't know what's happening. And also as the evil yeah. Green Goblin. Like, He's it's amazing. so fantastic. Anyways. Uh, my least favorite character is Rocco. I was not sad when he died. It's a tit thing. Because he's... He's just terrible. Like, yes, he... I guess he tells them who they should kill and that's important in vigilante justice to make sure that you're getting the correct bad guy because that's the problem with vigilante justice mm-hmm. is that who are you to judge? How do you know you have the right information? Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was the world's greatest detective. So, so he would he, never fuck up. So he had the correct information. But mm-hmm. there is no perfect justice system but vigilante justice is just as imperfect as everything else. Questionable. All right. Anyway, she remembered Rocco as being one of my favorite characters, and, and I then just, I was watching it going, "But why? Why do I, I don't remember like this him. dude fondly?" He's so fucking. <laughs> I don't think he's funny. I think he's manic, mm. and I just find him to be, like, I, I guess maybe it's just compared to the McManus brothers who see. Who, yes, they legitimately seem like they were anointed to, by God in that jail cell and they're now God's vigilantes. I actually bought into that. But this guy just seems like this fuck-up that they shouldn't be hanging out with anymore. Mm-hmm. So he really bothered me. I don't, I don't like him. Um, my favorite scene is the Russian mob murder hotel scene where the cut-in of what really happened and Smecker describing it to the cops and that giant cat. Like, the whole thing is just great. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the murder toilet, because who saw that coming? And, uh, after we were done, John said, because it immediately said, next up, Boondock Saints 2, and John says, now you want to watch the second one, don't you? And I told him, I will tell you when we do the podcast, because I don't want to ruin it for you. And yes, I immediately wanted to watch the second one, 
I do like this movie. I'll happily watch it again. And we'll watch that later. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a yay. Tell me. My favorite character is Smicker. He's an amazing character. Uh, my least favorite character is Rocco. He's just an idiot. My favorite scene is the firefight explanation when Smecker is breaking it down, but he's with them. It's really well done and entertaining. Two of you have stole my scene and backup scene. Thank you so much. My favorite line is, hey, how'd you, you got my name right on the first try? It's because I'm an expert in namiology. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object was the disc man. Because I remember having quite a few of those back in the day. And with the anti-skip button. With the anti-skip. I didn't have the anti-skip at first, unfortunately. But um, yeah, oh yeah, this movie it's it's, I mean it's kind of a classic, you know. It's there there are movies that do this better, and there's movies that do this worse. But this is a, you know, it's kind of a movie you have to see. I feel like it's a bit of a shame movies. that the director or the writer never wrote anything else. You really did your own Blue Duck Saints too. <laughs> really to mention because this is a very, I mean, it's good, well directed, it's well written. Well, because when uh, Weinstein hired him, he thought he was gonna be the new Tarantino. Mm. He's like, hey, it's just like this guy's. Tarantino was new oh. back then too. Yeah, so. and there were a lot of people trying to do his. So they were all song. looking for the next guy. They don't do that anymore. Um, so now they would just buy this guy's script and somebody else would direct it. Mm-hmm. If you write it, they'd be like, "That's a good idea." All right, now go in here and give it the moral treatment. Yeah. All right, so my favorite character is the McManus brothers because mm-hmm. you can't pick one not the other. My least favorite character is also Vincenzo mm-hmm. because he's just a creepy fucker. Um, you guys all stole my favorite scenes. <laughs> so I will just pick your favorite. It's fine. We can share a favorite. I'll go to the bar fight in the beginning, where he sets fire to the guy's ass. I mean that's hardcore. <laughs> I feel like that's unexpected. above it. He's I like, feel all like... right, you want to start a fight? I'm a, I'm a light your ass. I on feel fire. like if I Literally, if I get involved in a bar fight, I expect a black guy. I don't expect burnt buns. Burnt buns, toasted buns. I don't expect. I don't expect toasted. Um, my favorite line has been stolen by Carlin. So I was gonna do the uh, the shep- the family prayer because that's also pretty badass, mm-hmm. but that's only if you're gonna kill somebody after saying it. Mm. So I'll go with, I will shoot myself in the head. You can tell me that fucking cat's oh, name. Oh yeah, that was my Skippy. second. <laughs> Skippy, <laughs> bitch, what color was it? <laughs> and I never saw the cat, so I don't know. Red, last I saw. Oh. <laughs> At least the insides. Yeah. I'm assuming it was a dark colored cat because I didn't even know it was there. And my favorite tertiary object is the Zippo lighters. Because there's just something about lighting a cigarette with a Zippo that's just cool. I thought you were going to pick the Discman. <laughs> he picked it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and to go with his backup. Yeah. <laughs> and I will yay this movie. I've liked this movie since the first time I saw it. And I'll probably still like it in another 20 years. My backup tertiary object was the pink feather boa that Schmecker is playing with at the... From the strippers? <laughs> house. Yeah, from the porn house. So that's got probably all kinds of things on it. And he's just stroking it. He's just laying there talking about murders. <laughs> playing with his boa. He's a character. <laughs> Four yays, honey. Yeah, that's a really good movie. All right, well, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, or you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear you from you. Know you know what? And I'm going to let you know, spoilers, we are doing Boondog Saints 2. Okay, well, I'll wait till you pick Next it. March. Oh, okay. Next March? <laughs> Woo! Okay. He'll forget. <laughs> Gotta get our Irish on. <laughs> And tune in next week on the podcast. For Tony's pick, I'm doing 2009's Daybreakers, another William Defoe movie. Oh, I just mentioned that to you. Sword already? Mm-hmm. You liked uh, it? Another vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Sword, Spoiler. I guess. Yes. Yeah, I always felt that movie was more like um, Equilibrium. 
The Daybreakers? Yeah. It does have a it similar It reminded me look. of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It was... <laughs> but yeah, you don't like that I'm going to make wait a year to watch the next one? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, so that means we can watch it now and then we can watch it again in a year. But what if I hate it? <laughs> then you hate it? Then you have a year before we have to worry about it. Yeah, it could be like John Wick, where the first one is so thought out, the second one just goes bonkers. You mean like the Matrix takes? <laughs> I mean, you could watch it now and do your notes. <laughs> and do it a year later and be like, like all right, okay, so I, I don't even remember this scene, but at the time it was my favorite. <laughs> I don't know why, but I picked my favorite tertiary object as a... A hat? <laughs> I don't even know what hat it was, but I wrote it down a year ago. So. The fun hat. <laughs> Hopefully it'll come back. It's an option. <laughs>